All right. And welcome back to Social Biology. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. And I'm your co-host, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, I have the pet peeve. It's my turn. That's wonderful. (laughs) I'm excited. Uh, So at the time of this recording, it is early December. uh, And uh, like you and I have discussed before, winter is the greatest of all seasons. Absolutely. Winter is great. And I, I do love the Christmas season that kind of comes along with that. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I, I think it's really interesting how holidays work because most holidays, they're just one day. And Christmas, and I guess also with Halloween, they seem to take up an entire month or even longer. You know, like all of December is Christmas time. Even after Christmas, it's still kind of Christmassy. Uh, and then some parts of November are also Christmassy. But if you think of Thanksgiving, yeah, you can like, find Thanksgiving decorations at the store before Thanksgiving, but it's not like you're constantly thinking about it like you are with Christmas or... Right. Uh, it's a holiday season. It's a holiday season, yeah. yeah. And Halloween uh-huh. has become that, too. Halloween, all of October is spooky month, you know, so that's definitely a thing. Right. But, but yeah, I... So, I do love Christmas. I do not like very specific things about people on Christmas <laughs> or around Christmas <laughs> season. Okay. Uh, so... There's like the cliche, like, oh, like Christmas music, whatever. Like, I'm not, a, I don't mind Christmas music. I think it's fine. Most of it's perfectly fine. In fact, I find it really interesting that Christmas music has this timelessness attached to it. Like, it, there's some songs in it that are 60 years old or older. Right. And they're still like, oh, yeah, everyone listens to this. Uh, and then you got like Mariah Carey's song, who's the newest of the edition, but it's now solidified as a solid Christmas song. Uh-huh. I, think. I think the most recent edition was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. I don't like people who are like, uh, I guess like overly aggressive with Christmas music. Uh, okay. Like they they insist that they have to play Christmas music as soon as it hits like November 1st. You know, like not even, I don't know. Like it just seems oh, weird. that's like, horrible. Well, like yeah. I think, so where I, I, luckily where I work at, we... Uh, like there are, we can't have music playing in the lab that we work in, uh-huh. um, and usually people don't. Like it's it's very you know people like more the silence and everything, but literally most of November, someone was like, "It's Christmas!" Like November second, and suddenly like just this music is playing in this in this room where it wasn't playing before. It's so, like I I do like Christmas music, but I don't like being forced fed Christmas music. <laughs> In November, especially. Yeah, for me, I'm like I, I've I've resigned to the fact that you know September, the end of September is the start of Christmas season, and it also Whoa, kind of coincides holy. with Halloween <laughs> for some weird reason because of the Nightmare uh-huh. Before Christmas. Like, there's a weird incestuous holiday thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, and but I'm like, That's okay, true. like I go to supermarket. I'll you can buy candy at Halloween season, but you also see some Christmas decoration. I'm like, okay, I've resigned that it's over. I've I've lost that fight. But like, <laughs> it like it just seems overly ag- aggressive for people to be like, oh yeah, like it's like fuck Thanksgiving, which it's just a meal. I love Thanksgiving. It's 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 a fun meal. I'm not gonna say I'm crazy about it, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey guys, we we all know that the day after Thanksgiving is the official start of Christmas season. Like that's how uh-huh. it's been. And I, you can listen to Christmas music any time of the year. I'm not gonna judge you for it. Well. Uh, just if you keep it quiet, uh, if you might. keep it quiet, yeah. I, I can't judge you for it. I was gonna say, uh-huh. but if you're just like blasting it on on the beginning of November, I'm like, nah, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep that stuff inside. Like, gotta, yeah, so. man. Have you ever met Venezuelans? Uh, I don't think I've met a literal, actual Venezuelan. No. Wow, they do not exist in your existence. They don't uh, exist in the realm of. <laughs> Your of my space. personal experience, <laughs> no, I don't think I've had. There are a lot of things I've never personally experienced, and they exist, but in my mind, yeah. Some something I respect about them is December first is like beginning of the Christmas season. But the only thing you respect about they, them, gotcha, gotcha. Are they, yeah, absolutely, the absolute <laughs> only thing. Uh, but yeah, when when you said the word aggressive Christmas music, that that is the spitting definition of their culture. It is just loud. And explosive yes. and traditional and annoying. And if you asked any of them, if it wasn't December, they would also find it annoying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and again, like, I, I like the music. It's fine. Bing Crosby, bring it on. Like, you know, like Frank Sinatra, fantastic. I love it. But 
there's this thing about Christmas music that doesn't really apply to any other kind of like music genre where you are it is okay to blast it in public. Like that is something that's kind of crazy to me. Who decided it was okay? <laughs> oh, shopping malls did. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, but like no, when no, no, you no, say I, public, okay. I guess I don't think of shopping no, 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 malls. Exactly. I think no, I'm okay with or, listening yeah. to like when it's Christmas season and you're at the mall and I'm fine. It's fine. No, it's not too loud. But I right. think that kind of culture where like, oh, when I was young, went shopping at the mall. And so the music was just in the air. Like that was the ambient noise at for shopping or whatever the hell season, holiday season. It's 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 in the public air, and so now mm-hmm. when I'm like on the street or I'm just like in your car, and it normally wouldn't be fine, I'm just gonna blast this music because it's a it's okay, and I'm like nah, like I I'm very reserved about my music. I usually don't let like people listening to the music I'm listening to. I get subconscious. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, uh, but for, yeah, it's just Christian music is immune to that. Everyone's like, oh no, like we're just gonna listen to this at extremely loud volumes, and you have no choice. So. Especially, we live in the world of earbuds. Yes, we can we can keep 100%. our music private. Yes, 100%. and loud, and nobody would ever know. Exactly. No, and I. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if there was no other option, like, yeah, whatever. But like, yeah, you, everyone has headphones. Everyone that matters had headphones. Everyone. That- <laughs> <laughs> if you do not have headphones, you do not matter. I, yeah, there is something from the mouth about- of Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's something about if you don't own headphones, like if I meet a human being that lives in like, you know, United States or Europe or Canada or whatever, like that doesn't even own a pair of headphones, I I, I don't know what to, I don't even know what to think about that person. Like, it just seems like yeah. such an essential thing. Like, even if you don't listen to things 24-7, like I apparently do, like just have some, have any, like <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. I'm a big time earbud guy, and uh, last week I my wireless earbuds disappeared for like oh, four days. No, I could not find them, and like I listen to maybe six hours of audiobooks a day uh-huh. and podcasts and various things. I went into a deep depression. Oh no! <laughs> In those four days, I just felt worthless, and so now I'm starting to think maybe I'm addicted to these things, but but. Good hell, the relief when I found them, I, I was, oh my gosh, amazing. Best yeah. feeling ever. No, it's but. great. That's why, yeah, that's why, and I, I mentioned this a long time ago, like you always need a backup pair of everything. Uh, the saying is like two yes, is one. Two is one and, and one, one is, is none. none. Uh-huh. You, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you yeah. didn't take that to heart and you got fucked over by life. No, man. I did with my glasses. I, I don't know if you remember this. I jumped in a lake, lost my glasses, drove home at night barely able to see that sounds and so uh and you were like don't you know two is one and one <laughs> is none and i'm like what the hell is that and so yeah i bought two glasses but yeah i guess i need to buy two headphones yeah. maybe i'll buy two homes and two cars and... <laughs> eventually you should uh yeah, yeah exactly it's just like yeah just two if you have something especially if it's very affordable that you need more than one of you should get two and have one as a backup i right. have a backup i have backup Air like AirPods. I have backup over the ear headphones. I have backup everything. So it, it works. <laughs> Let's hear about all your backups. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna sit there and tell me you have backup underwear? Uh, like- I I have literally a reserved underwear in my drawer that is not touched in case something happens where I need it. <laughs> Shut up. I'm I, so have done an, with I, you. I have an emergency toilet paper roll that's like hidden away that will never be used unless there is an emergency. Like it is not used. Uh huh. And that when Wonderful. I get down to my like second to last roll, I'll be like, I gotta buy toilet paper, and I can't, I can't <laughs> touch the emergency supply. It's it's sacred. Yeah, I get uh, that. Yeah, it's no, like funny. those little things. You never know. Um, Two yeah. is one, and one is none. That's uh-huh. probably one of the best things I've learned on this podcast. It's 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 essential. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like when like, again we've talked about addiction before, but like I don't think being accustomed to life's, you know. Especially in like the United States and in like, ugh, it's so hard. I don't know. What's the term for it? Like if you say civilized, I sound like a, like a, like a, like awful person. Like uh, modern, like, I don't know. First world. First like world. Modern, yeah. modern luxury. If you I live in a, yeah, I think first world is the most politically correct. Even though I recently, I learned the origins of first, second and world, third world countries. And oh, it did does, you? yeah, it has nothing to do with wealth or anything. It, it had to do with the cold war. Uh, first world countries were countries that had basically were not communist 
second world countries were communist countries and third world countries were like they weren't one or the other but they're kind of neutral they weren't playing a big part in cold war so they were oh third world so it's countries. all political it's nothing to do yeah. with economics exactly so everyone eventually uh kind of infer that first world meant like united states and europe and canada and japan like all the people who didn't like china and russia and things like that Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third world countries, since they were really poor, they didn't really care because they're like, I'll trade with anyone. I don't care about your, your, you know, squabbles. So, uh-huh. but yeah. And then, so that's why you never really hear second world countries because right now the only second world country, well, there's a few, but the only one that really matters is China. And so no China. Really, yeah. Well, I'm glad we made it in the pool of firsts, baby. <laughs> a number one. When yeah. you make when you make the 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 metric for for victory, you better Heck be the yeah. one that wins. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, in first world countries, like if someone's like, oh yeah, like I'm addicted to electricity and and clean drinking water, I'm like, no, like that's not addiction. Like that's you're accustomed to this life. Like that doesn't mean that. I don't know. I think it's very different. Like so, yeah, but. I, I don't know. Some, something about the emotional reaction that happened upon losing them made me feel bad about myself. So uh, no, yeah, but I, like, I don't know. I, it's almost like a codependency. <laughs> I'm dependent on my headphones. I there was a, a really big windstorm a few. I would say yeah, a few years ago now, uh, or it was last year. I forget. Where I, I lost power for like two or three days, and the feeling of not having power in your home <laughs> for a yeah. prolonged period of time. It literally it sent me in that same kind of like, well, I guess like I'm worthless. Like there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like I don't have this. But yeah, so I think that's a normal feeling. Or like if you don't have a car, like I can only imagine like, well, shit, I don't have a car. Like what kind of adult am I that that lives in a place that you need a car? Right. And I don't have one. You know, <laughs> like I have to take mm-hmm. the bus. Yeah. Like walk Immobile everywhere. and worthless. And exactly. So, yeah. Uh, well, you and I, oh, we have both lived bus. in a place where we didn't have constant access to a car and we kind of needed yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good feeling. <laughs> that's <laughs> not great. That's what made me hate buses. I would really? rather walk a thousand miles than ride 10 miles on a bus. Really? I, I buses. love buses and subways. Oh They're gosh. so cool. Uh, just, uh, I don't know. New York and public transportation. I, I cannot unsee some of the shit that I saw on no, buses. No, there were some horrible things that happened there. But I, I <laughs> yeah. love New York's uh, public transportation system. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, when it's working. But. It's almost always working. What are you talking about? I don't know. Subways. Have Have you seen, I, I, I don't remember what it was. It. I want to say it was 60 Minutes, but I don't think it was 60 Minutes. But they were, they were talking about the... Um, the lengths that New York City would have to go to update and fix its its uh, subway system, and it would mm-hmm. be shut down for like nine months. Yeah, and and like when I think about that, I'm like, okay, it's a construction project. I could imagine it taking that long, but you put yourself in their shoes, and like you know, having lived in New York, thinking about not using the subway for nine months, that would destroy It'd your life. Wild. And yeah. but but on top of that. We're just waiting for the inevitable collapse of an outdated system. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. Where's the balance? Just keep fixing it until it goes nuclear? Pretty much. Like, that's that's kind of the human way to fix things. Uh, just so, like, I, uh, but yeah, I think what they should do, obviously, and they, I think they kind of do this, but not as much. Like, they'll shut down a line for a while and then just fix that line. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that takes a really long time if you want to completely overhaul it. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you you were alive. You and I were alive for like Y two K, like when the year two thousand was going to destroy every computer on Earth. Oh yeah, people were freaking out. Well, I was really I was, young, so I didn't really I was understand how to walk. Yeah, I was. I think like Just kidding. Six or, I, I was six young. years old. I was gonna say uh, I was five. I'm not that <laughs> dumb. Of a I was baby, like, but... you were trying to walk at five. Like, <laughs> Just kidding. What the yeah. hell? But yeah. Uh, and they like obviously like they kind of released some stuff and it didn't wasn't nearly as bad like some computers did die but very few it was actually not that bad uh but what we did is we switched over the reason why nothing exploded was because at you know at that year they switched over to a different method of counting time and what they did is instead of counting the year uh they counted how many seconds there were between like after from 1900 like January 1st 1900 Mm-hmm. Using a 32-bit system, uh-huh. uh, and so like every second we counted, and so in the year 2038, we're gonna run out of those numbers again, uh, at like January 17th, and like you know whatever, 
2030. Really? Because, well, yeah, because 32 bits can only hold so many seconds, and there are you know, tons of seconds in it. Okay. In a, yeah. And This is going to reveal how uneducated and stupid I am. <laughs> but I thought... I thought Y2K was a big deal and like all the, you know, the computers are going to shut down and the uh-huh. world's going to end. I thought it was some like apocalypse thing. You're telling me that there were actual like coding and calculations that were going to run out and disabled? Yes. Uh, so I basically, did not know that. What I thought it was just like, oh my gosh, it's 2000. No, so no. Well, people... Over. People over well. The thing is that nobody knew what was going to happen. Not even computer programmers, because uh-huh. like the way because like 1990 whatever was everything was 19. The year was always just symbolizes like 93, 94, like 89. It, and so when the system went to 2000, it would go back to zero zero, and then and that was before like most people were born. And so they were like worried, like, oh, it'll delete like everyone's social security numbers and like everyone's bank accounts and stuff <laughs> oh, like man. that. The actual was, collapse of society. Oh yeah, no, that was it was kind of a problem. And so people, but again, no one really knew if that was going to happen. And so, uh-huh. and so it was like, yeah, it could have been horrible, uh, but luckily that's why they were working on a solution. And the solution was kind of fairly simple. They just had to update all the computers, and some computers did break, but again, not none of the important ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it was like it could have been really bad if nothing was done. But luckily, things were done. You know, so uh huh. So you're um, saying we can look forward to that again in yeah 2038, which again they already know about it. Like it's it's they're probably gonna fix it way in advance. Uh, That's when they, the new Windows update comes <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they the the idea is to move it to a 64 digit uh code, and that will last like two billion years <laughs> oh there we go we'll be so set that, forever <laughs> that's right pretty much uh so it shouldn't be that big of a deal but <laughs> that's pretty funny that's pretty interesting but yeah no y2k yeah. was oh it was so funny because i uh, growing up i didn't really see those like adult sitcom cartoons like the simpsons which and fam or not i, I hate a family guy but and like uh-huh. king of the hill like watching them now they're not and they're, they're not really as bad as i was led to for them to or me to believe that they were. They're just like when you any say other bad, sitcom. do you mean quality or adult or what? Like adult, like you know, I uh-huh. always thought like, you watch The Simpsons. It's just like watching Seinfeld or like you know, yeah. everyone loves Raymond. Like there's references to adult things, but not crazy. As a kid, I was told like all oh, those cartoons are like insane, and you'll you know, yeah, whatever. melt your brain and be yeah. A yeah. Sex it has addict, like it has nudity yeah. and, and shit like uh-huh. that or whatever. Yeah, but uh-huh. so uh, last year I started kind of watching King of the Hill. And then I have stopped. It's it's actually pretty it's pretty funny. It's pretty uh-huh. good. Uh, it's very '90s, and so if <laughs> yeah. you're a lot younger, you don't won't get a lot of the reference that they have. Yeah. But there's an episode that takes place Christmas right before Y2K, mm-hmm. and and this episode uh, this episode came out like <laughs> I think like literally 1999 or just in the year 2000. But a big thing in the show was that everyone was buying toilet paper. Oh, really? Like, it was a Christmas. Like, someone got a toilet paper roll for Christmas, and they were, like, touched because it was so valuable. Uh, And so I'm like, yeah, we haven't changed. Like, people freak out about toilet paper all the damn time for for whatever reason. It was so weird. It was so weird to see. Well, dude, Uh, could you imagine not having toilet paper? (laughs) I don't think there's anything worse. Yeah, there is something, like, in my brain that is always keeping track of toilet paper in my home. It's like, hey... (laughs) Because there's no solution. Like, uh, like if you don't have headphones or whatever, you don't, even if you don't have power, like, yeah, that really sucks. But, you know, it, you'll survive. But no toilet paper, your body's like, your brain says, what are we going to do? Like, you can't just not. <laughs> you just got to get a bidet, man. Then you'll oh, never man. worry about it again. I've thought about bidets and maybe I, I should get one, but. They, they are quite fun. What, you I have one? Say. Uh, my dad did. Ew, you, know, you got one uh, and they're fun? Get no, out of here. I've I've mentioned this before. My my brother yeah, yeah, is physically handicapped, and so my dad got one as an experiment to see if you know it could help him use the bathroom on his own. And uh, turns out it was a little bit too comfortable because you you could sit on that thing forever and just be like, man, I never want to leave this. Wait, like with it on? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you're left squeaky clean and it's like a little massage. It's amazing. Oh, okay. I'm just like, it's, I, I love being clean 100%. But if you're right, just like, I want to live it. here, 
Until you've and tried it, you will never. No, no, know. no. Like, okay, I'm not. I don't have a problem with like. I am completely 100 percent on board. It's better for everyone. Water cleaner. It's every. It's good. I'm, I bidets are great, but you are just like. <laughs> I can like almost see you rolling your eyes in pleasure as this water hits your butt, and I was like, "Oh, was like, absolutely! Oh God, no! You, you got to find the sweet spot. Oh man, it's I think perfect. that's called. I think there's a yeah, it's called something. <laughs> if if I had a bidet in my home, I would be on it right now for this podcast. Oh God, oh man, this guy. <laughs> I remember I remember mentioning a bidet to someone. It wasn't anyone I really knew. I don't like usually I don't talk to people I don't care about. So it's kind of weird I don't remember who this was. <laughs> and they're like, "I wouldn't use that." Like, "What do you think I am? Gay?" I'm like, "What, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what do you think is going on in there?" <laughs> to make that jump. Yes, yeah. the water is penetrating my anus. <laughs> and the water is male <laughs> and is yes. therefore and the, 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 It was such a weird <laughs> thing to say i'm like get the hell out homosexual of water <laughs> oh my it's gosh it's coming for me daddy <laughs> oh my gosh how did we get from christmas you music mentioned bidets to y2k <laughs> to bidets oh okay i see i see the chain now yeah I you see, see the, the chain. chain you just laid it out king of the hill uh toilet paper bidets gay <laughs> exactly oh um, my gosh Anyway, are you ready? Are you ready for today's topic? Absolutely, Very it's pretty ready. chill. Uh, I wouldn't. You awesome. Know, you, can, you can unpucker your ass. You can <sighs> get a bidet in there. Just make it all nice. That's wonderful. It, it's gonna be okay. Oh, man, I wish I had a bidet right now. <laughs> That's such a weird thing right. to say. You know, you can buy like at-home bidet conversion kits to your toilet. So yeah, uh, those not as good. You don't. No. I, I've never used one of the conversion kits, but I just think, I, I don't know, the conversion kits, it seems like they're almost as much money as actually just getting the toilet from what I've seen. So well, you might as well I, just buy the actual Well, toilet. I like it because it's also optional. Like You don't have to use the bidet when you have the conversion kit. So uh-huh. I, I think, don't, oh, I don't man, know. Oh, man, I just remembered the, the seat gets heated. Okay, oh, that's a different gosh. thing entirely. <laughs> the worst thing, though, the thing they need to update is the blower, though. It takes half an hour to... to there's air a blower? your ass out. Yes, there's a dryer. You never have to touch anything. But you just I mean, hit a like, button and like hot okay. air comes on. All right. But the I, problem is, is the one we <laughs> had was super weak, so you'd have to sit on it for like 20 minutes. And by then you're like, I could be spraying myself. Like I should just turn the water back on. What's the point of sitting here? Yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah, they have gosh. a blower. No, 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 no. That's that's a step too far. I, that's <laughs> Okay. Well, I won't tell you the other part then. Oh my but, god. What's it? Yeah. There's another part. There there is a button on the remote uh-huh. for a frontal cleansing for the lady folk. Good lord. And if you hit that, it's a light spray on your chesticles. <laughs> Not chesticles, testicles. I'm thinking oh, of ladies. Literal but, actual <laughs> testicles that time. Morgan. <laughs> I don't okay. know where you're like you're fully is submerged Dude, in this you, toilet where it's hitting the pecs. I love bidets, and you got me on the topic. So okay, uh, so today's topic uh, <laughs> uh, is cheese. Do you like cheese? I love cheese. Cheese, in my opinion, some cheese is horrible. But I, mean, I do that, love that, cheese, and that's yeah. true of anything. There are versions of anything that's terrible, except for uh, bidets. I'm pretty sure they're bad bidets. Sorry, <laughs> well, I'm moving on. I'm moving hey, on from here. bidets. So, like, cheese, like, in my mind, there is, like, an amorphous list of the 10 greatest things that humankind has ever achieved. <laughs> and in there is, like, the, the, the steam engine. In there is, you know, like, fire. And there's some Xbox. Other, um, yeah, that's part of to it. To some extent. <laughs> yeah, to some extent. Uh, oddly enough, like, nuclear, any kind of nuclear technology, even though, like, it has downsides. Like, it is incredible that we can turn metal into explosions. <laughs> that's super uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, literally think that cheese is up there with one of the best things that has ever been created. Wow. It is fantastic. You are quite the aficionado then. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I'm i a person, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more, but, like, the, <laughs> the vast majority of my diet is dairy product. Like, I'm not even joking that much. Like, maybe I am joking a little bit. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure like 35 to maybe 45 to percent of my like caloric intake is a dairy product of some sort. And most of that being cheese. Mm-hmm. And so I love cheese. It doesn't hurt me. 
we have a good relationship. Uh, I, uh, I I guess it's not a pet peeve, but like when people eat cheese and they get sick, and they say like, "Oh yeah, I'm lactose intolerant." Cheese has almost no lactose in it. So, oh really? Yeah, because uh, the fermentation process of cheese is using up all the lactose, all the sugar. And so, if you look at a brick of cheese, you look at the information, it has almost zero carbs because there's uh-huh. no sugar yeah. in that thing. That's and true. I've never really thought about that. Whereas you look at milk, the milk has like, you know, not a lot, but like 10, 11 grams of sugar per cup yeah, because it it's, does. it's mostly lactose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, if you are, if you feel bad after eating cheese, there's something else. There's probably a dairy protein you're sensitive to. But I was going to say, is it some sort of bacteria that's not? Uh, well, or... uh, cheese generally, like, depending on the cheese, like, because I, we're going to get into like all the different amazing world types of cheese out there. Oh man, I'm excited. <laughs> if you have like a dry cheese, it's really unlikely to have like a lot of bacteria in it because okay. bacteria need like moisture. And while some of them can eat fats, they can't survive in like a high fat environment. They need at least a little bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there are cheeses that are kind of like wet and very bacteria or moldy, and that's different. But what's a good example of a dry cheese? Like cheddar. Cheddar cheese. Like any kind of wheel. Parmesan is probably like the driest of all cheeses. Like it's sawdust. Okay. Uh, It's like air. You can leave it in the air for years and it won't really go bad. uh, Depending on. Interesting. I did not know that. Like if you buy cheddar cheese from the store and you like a brick of it and you leave it out, it'll probably go bad. Uh, The outside will mold a little bit. Because right. it's 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 kind of designed to be a little softer, a little like more palatable. But like if you get a, a like a wheel of Parmesan, which again, like Parmesan is extremely expensive, like actual mm-hmm. Parmesan. Yeah, uh, it's like hundreds of dollars for a wheel. Uh, but they age in the open air for like a year or two, and they're still good because that's how dry they are. Huh. Uh, I so th- I think I've only ever had grated Parmesan. I don't know if I've oh, yeah, ever if, had if, like a slice of Parmesan. Oh yeah, if you if you get Parmesan from like a little can, like a little plastic can, can like I used to, that's mm-hmm. that is Parmesan, but it's like a very it's kind of like craft American single cheese. It's cheese. Yeah, like it is Parmesan, but not really. Now only eighty uh, percent plastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of cellulose <laughs> yeah. wood in there, sawdust. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they come in little wedges. And again, like, they you normally don't see the wedges because they're so crumbly and dry. You would never, like, eat, and they're so strong. Right. You would never really eat, like, a slice of Parmesan, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the history of cheese, there is not, like, a strong... Cheese is so old. We're not too sure exactly when and where. It was probably invented by many different people around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is one of the... After we domesticated uh, animals, and maybe even before then... Uh, it was quickly realized that like milk spoils really quickly. And in order to kind of preserve cheese for later use without, of course, like refrigeration, you have to do something to it to make sure it lasts. Right. Uh, and so, again, like we're not sure exactly when, but the, the process of making cheese, once I explain it, you can kind of see how some Neolithic, barely sentient ape creature could do this. On accident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on accident. Okay. On accident. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what happened? So the very basic, and we this is how we made cheese up until like maybe around seven or eighteenth century, and even a little bit after that. So if you want to go very old timey, what you do is you need like the stomach of a like a, a calf or some sort of animal that has not been weaned off milk yet. Okay. And then so you need to soak that in water. Or if you're like, you can directly store the milk in that kind of container. Like the stomach is like a waterproof container. Uh-huh. Uh, and there are enzymes in this stomach or and like that will, because it hasn't been weaned off milk, it's kind of designed to break down milk proteins and milk fats and milk sugars. Mostly sugars. Mm-hmm. Actually. Not really. I'm saying, I think it mostly breaks down just to sugar. I'm not sure. It doesn't break down proteins. It shouldn't. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And if so if you soak water, if you soak that thing in water, those enzymes kind of float in the water and then you use that water to make cheese or you huh. just soak the milk directly into that stomach and the enzymes will kind of break it down. Okay. So you put like you put milk directly in there or have put the, the it's called a rene, R-E-N-N-E-T, rennet, rene, it's French maybe. Okay. Uh, you leave it there for like a few hours and slowly the 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 milk kind of I don't want to say curdle because curdle usually means that it's going bad or it's like overheated. It just right. starts to it starts to separate. It becomes like the water separates away from like the protein and the gooey stuff 
And you get like this very soft, like almost jello-like substance that floats towards the top of this the uh-huh. container you're using. And then the, the process is basically you're draining out the water and then you're kind of compressing and squeezing, but without just like crushing this way, or sorry, the way, the like the cheese curds until it finally becomes a solid dry substance that is cheese. Huh. Uh, and that's like, that's, that's like, that's the very, there are ways there's like, Wait, you can cook it. You can add other stuff into it, and that's how you get different kinds of cheese. But that's the very uh-huh. basic method. And okay. so you can you can imagine like some dude, you know, thousands of years ago, he's like, well, I I like uh, we we've used organs as like water skins for who knows how long, forever. Like the, right. the first containers were probably organs of some sort. Yeah. And so you can imagine like you're storing milk in this stomach that you had and it happened to be like a baby calf or something. And then like the next day you're like, huh, like the milk in here is kind of like congealed and like, let me see. And then if you keep storing it and drying it out, it becomes like this tasty, creamy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, okay. So it sounded like it was going to be a little, okay, how in the world could somebody accidentally do this? But now that you're saying that, so how, how long is that process of if it's in the water with the or, or so, the water or the stomach, the, the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So that process probably takes about like, you know, like six or seven hours using that oh, okay. old method. Like in today we, we manufacture Renee and it takes like an hour. Uh, yeah. So again, an hour to get the curds, like it still has a little boys to go, but you can make some decent cheese in like a day, you know, with enough milk. Okay. For some reason in my mind, cheese was always made over the period of like a week. Like it took forever to make, but now, like again, that's only like the most basic. Like your cheese is going to be like pretty white, pretty soft, like kind of mild, like very. It just tastes kind of like solid milk. If you want like cheddar cheese, that'll like the initial process takes like six hours, but it needs to be aged for like six months. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So again, the different kinds of cheeses are like blue cheese. It needs to be like aged for a long time. But like again, the very basics of cheese, you can do it like in a. In like a few days, and most of that is just waiting a little bit of preparation. So, what is the most common cheese that's closest to the most basic? Um, there's would it there's be like, like there's... mozzarella or something. Oh no no no! Not, uh, okay. It would be like uh, cottage cheese. It's basically like very oh. milky, very like soft, mm-hmm. just like right. there. Uh, or even like uh, uh, like a queso fresca. You know that oh, Spanish okay. cheese. Yeah, I was I was gonna say maybe that one too. But and like the softer and like the more kind of moist the cheese is, like the closer to milk it kind of is. So the uh-huh. less kind of processing. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a substance or a substance. There's a there's like cottage cheese. It's called mm-hmm. that because you can make it in a cottage. Uh, but cottage cheese used oh. to be a lot drier. <laughs> it used to be like not as wet. Um, oh really? Yeah, it's just it's just like it was just generic white crumbly cheese. Uh, but hmm. over time, we've made it into like a soup. We have <laughs> wetted it. Uh, because uh-huh. once we, since we discovered refrigeration, uh, we can have these very wet, moist cheeses last a long time. Right. Uh, whereas before, it was literally like, hey, like our cows give a lot of milk during the spring and summer, and there's no milk in the winter. We need to find a way to preserve this milk Save to this. last us yeah. a year. And it's cheese. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I would say you can look up videos online uh, on how to make like or how see like old reenactments of how they make cheese Different it's really fascinating uh-huh. yeah uh, but again that's just very basic cheese so again you can kind of see how like eventually everyone would figure it out like it just seems like a natural thing like it just so happened that this stomach has the enzymes to start this process and then give or take a few whatever like failures you can make something that's edible it's really tasty mm-hmm. um but again we're not exactly sure when she started because it seems to start everywhere uh all the time <laughs> like everyone has their okay, own way of making so there's cheese. no like origin point it's like all no, over the place people it's kind of like finding out who who discovered fire like no one uh-huh. there's no guy named og out there that discovered fire he's just like everyone a lot of people discovered fire uh, it was simultaneously. Yeah. it was oog yeah yeah it was never og <laughs> screw that guy <laughs> screw that guy uh same thing with like agriculture like it's it it's hard to say because it was such a long time ago and there's like literally no records of it. But it mm-hmm. seemed to us like very close together. Like a lot of people figured out how to plant, put stuff in ground and watch stuff grow at the same time. 
<laughs> the way you said that with limited word that was so that was hilarious but no yeah i mean it's just it's just yeah it's just that's what it is um and yeah, yeah it's technically possible like some dude figured it out and then like word spread through i don't know how they would have spread it like word of mouth through tribes and tribes and then they figured it out but it seems just more likely that everyone was slowly figuring this stuff out uh-huh um like yeah modern times we you can make cheese in like these giant vats of milk and like just you know the pasteurization process and all the other things like you can make it it's it's far from what we used to be where your mom would spend a day making the milk into cheese in your little farmstead right uh but like over time cheese has had a, a lot of interesting things happen to it uh because cheese for a while was seen as like something that poor people would eat but it was also seen as a luxury. Okay. Uh, because Seems like a weird combination. Yeah, it's a weird combination. Uh, it, I'd say it probably went through the same kind of thing as lobster. Do you know like the history of people eating lobster and things like that? I think you've mentioned it before. I don't know if it was on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so lobster used to be seen as like the poor man's food. Like they would literally give it to right. like slaves and prisoners because they're uh-huh. like, hey, like this is like some sort of sea bug. Like yeah, eat this it, thing. Yeah, like it's like an it, insect. Yeah. yeah, it keeps getting caught in our fishing nets. Like eat it. Yeah. And then somehow <laughs> in some way it just like shifted like this thing is the pinnacle of culinary luxury. Like mm, lobster. Like it's now insanely expensive. Like you know, yeah. One of the all those prisoners were like, yeah, don't tell them, guys. Don't say anything. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure what happened was like someone just like boiled it, and if you just boil it, it's probably pretty gross. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like you know, even if you just boil chicken, it's pretty nasty. Uh, but as soon as you figure out a way to season it and do it right, it's, it tastes mm-hmm. delicious. So I'm yeah. pretty sure everyone's like, oh yeah, like well, like cheese is just like this kind of gummy goo that people like to eat, and there's no more food. And then they started mixing with like meat and bread. They're like, holy shit, like this stuff's amazing. Like, no, it's it's now expensive. Like it's now a commodity. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so like a lot of times there's the like cheese is seen as like a sign of wealth, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, in, in societies where before money was a thing and people wanted to trade, and but they didn't, you know, trading was kind of difficult. If you only had wood and you needed blankets and the guy who had sold blankets didn't need wood. And so... That's how we invented currency. Uh, mm-hmm. Cheese, since it kept really well for a long time, specific kinds, you could they would trade it for stuff. Like, oh, I'll give you two wheels of cheese. It's like currency. And then you can use that cheese wherever because you can eat it. I was going to say, it. cheese Always. sounds like a fantastic currency. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish we still had that. <laughs> yeah. Why Why do we have chocolate coins? We need cheese coins. <laughs> Cheesy coins. Yeah. Uh, I love those little, like, I forget what they're called, but they're like little kind of mini wheels of cheese covered in wax you can like buy them at the store they're, oh like, really tiny yeah what are they called i just had uh, some recently it's like a white soft cheese yeah it's a white soft cheese very delicious uh-huh. has a little like has a little red cow on it yeah <laughs> That's the logo in wax i'm looking it up <laughs> look it up it's so good baby bells baby bells delicious yeah. Again, Those that kind great. of cheese is like i guess it's like a white creamy cheese like it's a very similar to like a very neutral milk close milk adjacent cheese so uh-huh. delicious uh and of course as as humans do like we figured out weird ways of doing it we're like oh what if i like added this spice in there what if i like left it outside in this cave for a year like and all this stuff not so you get like blue <laughs> cheese and like a mozzarella and like oh what if i use a different kind of process right um like i i love like different cheeses are good for different things like my if you had to ask me what my favorite cheese was for almost any occasion, I will tell you a sharp cheddar cheese. It is oh, amazing. Yeah. It is mm. fantastic. It's good on sandwiches. It's good like with eggs. It's good with like salad. It's good with everything. Cheddar cheese mm-hmm. is so good. And cheddar cheese was invented in England like not too long ago. Like I think just over uh, like 150 years ago. And again, it's very similar to making normal cheese. They just have a thing called the cheddaring process. Mm-hmm. And the cheddaring process is just like cooking it for like half an hour after you drain it out of water and that's how it gets its flavor some for really some that's it yeah, yeah. basically i, what I would do- think there's like some big secret combination additive or something no yeah the reason why it's yellow ish is because they add yellow food coloring <laughs> shut has, up it oh, has no you know purpose what? that's whatsoever. funny because because you see white, white cheddar, cheddar uh-huh. and you see yeah 
Oh, that's really funny. I yeah. had no idea. It's like, the, it, I mean, it's not food devil. Well, it probably is now, but it used to be like this flower that grew in England and it literally has no flavor, no nutritional value. It just adds a little bit of color. And I think that was to distinguish this cheese from that cheese. And uh-huh. then later on, we're like, oh, this cheese is just kind of yellowy oranges. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, they kind of stay like when they're boiling, because you use the whey for other stuff. When you're boiling the whey, you kind of put the cheese, the kind of like congealed uh, curds, kind of on top of it without getting it wet and kind of steam it and kind of flip it like every 15 minutes for a few hours. And then uh-huh. that's that's the cheddaring process. And suddenly wow. it's cheddar cheese. And it's it's crazy. Delicious. I would have never guessed. And of course, it ages for like six months. So that's also part uh-huh. of it. But, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, cheddar cheese. Amazing. I love it so much. So age-wise, like what are what what are some of the longer common cheeses? Like I'm guessing blue cheese. Uh well, blue cheese. I just got a text. Something's happening. <laughs> wow. So awesome. important. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh it was something to do with work. Uh what your priorities are. Well, because like I get these texts or messages from work and sometimes I'm not working today, but some people are, and I'm like, is this important to me? Like, no, this is just someone asking a question. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh, so I think that the the oldest cheeses are like super dry. Like Parmesan is really old. But again, uh-huh. there are like subcategories of that that are even older. So this is like just generic. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a – I think there's a, a company in Wisconsin that ages cheese for like 40 years. Like something ridiculous. What? Yeah. Like it's just like <laughs> generational cheese, kind of like wine. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think Parmesan, I think it literally ages for like four or five years on average. Uh, like oh, wow. actual real Parmesan, like not Dang. the craft bottled Parmesan. Uh, and so, yeah, they, crazy. yeah, they make a ton of it and then they just had to rotate it out. And they, it's like in a very dry, I think, dark location. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue cheeses aren't actually that old. Like they age for a while, but it's the mold that gives them that bluey kind of texture and but i was gonna say i almost think that it would be older because of the mold but no the mold is like introduced on purpose um really grosses me out well basically it it started off i think in france where they would kind of air out their cheese uh in this specific cave and in this cave had this like these spores of mold and it would like Mm -hmm. it was edible it's actually a uh it's a penicillin mold. Oh, okay. So it's and I, I don't I don't think it has antibiotic properties, but it, I it's was like going to say <laughs> it will cure us. Well, I mean, and it could, maybe it does because it prevents like spoiling of the cheese. So maybe it right. is just like you know helping it. And that's the thing, like when you introduce mold into that kind of thing, mold hates bacteria, and so mold will like fight it off. And it's kind of like a weird symbiotic relationship. Us that is weird. kinds of mold. If you think bizarre. about it, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. protecting them and giving them food, and they're why in turn does protecting this us. work? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I'm not a big fan of blue cheese. I can appreciate a blue cheese, not because it's the mold. I just don't like the flavor. It's kind of too tangy. Too kind. I of think it's too easy to overdo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I once had a steak and it had gorgonzola on it, and gorgonzola is a kind of blue cheese. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is delicious, but like the gor- I can only really taste the gorgonzola. Like, why are we putting on steak? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of steak and cheese other than a cheese steak, like sandwich. Oh no, like steak and cheese. One of my favorite steaks is like shrimp parmesan on top of steak, and the parmesan what? is mild enough so it doesn't like destroy your palate for the steak. It's so good. Oh, I've heard that on like chicken, but I've never heard of that on a steak. It's good. It's good, man. Huh. Some people, of course, spate like steak purists are like, oh, like all you need on steak is like wood and heat and like not even salt. I'm like, okay, like stop. stop. I don't, I'm not a fan of steak sauce. I think steak sauce is disgusting. All you need is beef. All you need is beef. Yeah. <laughs> all you need is cow. <laughs> need cow? Eat, eat cow. <laughs> it's what's for dinner in America. Oh, it's what's for what, dinner. What, what, what is that commercial? Steak. It's what's for dinner. It's beef. beef. It's beef. beef. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. That's right. Uh, I've been seeing it less than I've been seeing none of it this year. So I I saw it like a week ago and I was like, hey, I'm on. Now you're the target audience. Yeah, I I just barely saw it. It was so funny. I don't remember what I was watching, but yeah, I haven't seen it like on YouTube or anything. Oh, where did you see it? uh, I think I was watching. Oh, I was watching a sports game. It came on like an ESPN or, you know, I don't remember what channel it was on. But yeah, that's where I saw it. 
the beef, big beef, it's it's coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so over the like over time, we've kind of been somewhat confused about if cheese is healthy or not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because on the surface, cheese is high in protein, but also high in fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, well, you know, like it, like it's, it, it like it seems like a fatty kind of rich food. Uh, and there are certainly some types of cheeses that are like worse for you than others and whatnot. Right. Uh, and so again, like we talked about before, like the war on fat, like how fat was super unhealthy and therefore cheese was unhealthy. But then right. we realized that, hey, fat's actually not too bad. But then we're like, hey, but cheeses have a lot of saturated fats and we know the saturated fats aren't really good for your heart. Uh, but then we realized like, hey, the saturated fats in dairy products aren't the same kinds that are like in meat. And so mm-hmm. they might be like actually really good for you. So we... <laughs> Uh, what a back and forth! Come oh, on, yeah. flip it's just, flop. It's just like eggs. I don't know if you knew about it. Like eggs was like has flip flop because like eggs oh, were like yeah. really healthy, and then they have a lot of cholesterol. But hey, it's the good cholesterol. Like oh, but sometimes it's not the good cholesterol. I'm like okay, mm-hmm. stop. Like <laughs> I remember, I was eating a ton of eggs in New York, and some of my roommates would be like, "We are worried about your heart." And I'm like, "No, oh, get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Get out of here!" Uh, I think the general consensus now is like eggs are fine. Like, right. you, they have a lot of cholesterol, but your body doesn't absorb all of it, and it's, like, the good kind, and it's going to be fine. Like, eggs are... You can eat, like, 10 eggs. Well, okay. Uh, because this goes in public, <laughs> you should not eat 10 eggs a day, <laughs> but, uh-huh. like, you could eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. You yeah. should be okay. You should be okay. It also depends on don't, everything else you eat. Yeah, don't but, be afraid of eggs. Uh, they're, they're yeah. Good. Too much eggs can harm you. Uh, the in the past few years, the European Union uh, they released several. They commissioned a lot of studies because in Europe there is a high, a very high consumption rate of cheese, especially in like the Netherlands, France. Uh, and so they're like, hey, we want to know is this like something we should be worried about? Like uh-huh. we know that sugar is not really good for you. Like is cheese like should we moderate cheese? Make sure like tell people, let people know. Hey, maybe don't eat too much of it. And the study found. And again, this is like, and a few studies, like they kind of did a few of them. And again, this isn't like fact, just because it's in a few studies. It is Europe. It is. I mean, hey, Europe. (laughs) I trust a lot of European Uh, science. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. (laughs) When it comes Uh to food, Europe knows their shit. Let me tell you Uh that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Europe was banning cigarettes before we were. So (laughs) I'll I'll just let that rest. Uh, That's why it went bad. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, But um, they found that people who consume cheese on average, died less. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're saying if I consume cheese, I will die less. Yeah. Okay. The, way you, it, the way you worded that was just hilarious. But Well, because that's how yeah. the report kind of says it. It's like <laughs> they were like looking for heart, you know, things like cancer. They were looking at like, you know, death from even like accidents and stroke and whatever. And they said like in all ways that we can see, and as far as this study is concerned, eating cheese lessened death from everything. So... <laughs> like, All the paranormal and the religions and the creation of the universe, the answer to immortality is cheese. Is cheese, yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to go eat a piece of cheese right now. I know, yeah. It's it's so good. I going to the supermarket and like, yeah, there's this cheese section in in like the the deli area, but going to the cheese island where all like the wedges of cheeses are so you actually know you're getting good shit. Yeah, and then you see the price tags and you're like, oh man, now I'm depressed. Hey man, is your is your health worth it? I would say that, yeah. Oh immortality. You can't put a price tag on that. Uh, yeah, it's it's totally Skyrim rules, baby, where you stab Uh, someone and they eat a whole fucking wheel of cheese and they're just fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, again, like there are other concerns and everything, but they're like, hey, like as far as we can tell, like it's probably the mixture. And again, this comes down to like the fermentation process, like the milk is being processed by some bacteria and then the enzymes and it's kind of sitting there for a while. And so there's like other things going on, the, this biochemical process that we're not fully aware of or uh-huh. we could be aware of, but we don't care to look into. That's more accurate. That is like it's possible. It's possible that the com- the combination of the proteins and enzymes in cheese makes it so the fat in the cheese is actually like really really healthy for you. Interesting. Uh, in in a different way that eating bacon fat is not going to be good for you, like uh-huh. you know, <laughs> uh, because bacon is not like fermented and doesn't have all this other stuff in it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's just cow or pig, I should say. Cow actually, bacon. Cow bacon. Why haven't I heard of cow bacon? That sounds amazing. I don't think that's a thing. Why not? They're um, mammals. There's turkey bacon. Where the hell's the cow bacon? 
Well, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, do you have a million dollar idea right there? Are you going to go start a beef butchery bacon? and make some amazing. beef bacon? I think that's just called ribs. <laughs> I think it's just called <laughs> beef. I think they'd rather make steak out of I mean, it than bacon. I mean, bacon is like the underbelly of the pig, isn't it? So like, oh, what, yeah, it's like what kind of a cut. beef cut is that? Yeah, uh, it could be something that maybe cows it. don't have that because they have like other stuff in the way. I don't know. Uh-huh. Who knows? Let's see. Um, <laughs> you're looking up beef. Yeah. Beef bacon. No, I, I'm just looking up a, like a section section of cow. This oh, ground beef comes from the stomach area. Yeah, it's probably because it doesn't underbelly. really taste that great. Oh, and short ribs and flank. Okay, off topic. Long <laughs> ribs. I don't think that's a thing. Long rib. Well, they have short ribs. Tall ribs? short ribs and there's ribs. The beef bacon exists. Um, does it really? Yeah, I just Googled beef it. It's, it has to exist. I can't be the first person on the planet. I'm pretty sure a near, like, beef bacon you know, near a thousand me. years ago they made bacon. Dude, out of, no, out you of got beef. a million dollar idea right there. Whoa, it looks like beef jerky. It does look like beef jerky. Looks good. Ooh, I don't know. They sell it at Walmart? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm literally looking at frozen Dude, beef if bacon I, from if Walmart. I'm buying beef seven bacon bucks? from Walmart. I I think I've gone wrong somewhere. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't usually shop at Walmart too much, but they got beef bacon. I'll, that I'll does not it. look very good. But. I mean, what's anyway? Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know where we were. Uh, cheese uh, and cheeses. So basically, <laughs> like it's funny because uh, a lot of people are like I tell people I like, eat a lot of cheese, and and a few people are like, oh man, like you really got to be careful with your heart. And I'm like, I I was concerned. Mind your about, own fucking business. <laughs> mind your business, boy. Like <laughs> immortality's on its way. <laughs> I am a, I'm de aging as we speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I feel like I think it was like in the summer, like six months ago ish. I was concerned about my cholesterol because like I don't eat a very fiber heavy, uh, fruity, vegetably diet. I eat a lot of cheese. I eat a lot of like. I don't eat a lot of like beef, but I eat a lot of chicken, which is a lot better for you, but still mm-hmm. uh, some butter and stuff. I'm like, okay, like I'm eating like a very low carb, potentially cholesterol heavy diet. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should check my cholesterol. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Uh-huh. And so I like when I went to my like annual checkup, I say, hey, like, can you check my blood cholesterol? I'm like, oh, sure. Like you're kind of young, but I'm like, yeah, just do it. I have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and they looked at it and they said like it was they said it was fine like they, they literally like sent me the actual report because i'm like hey can you send me the numbers like oh sure i'm surprised people don't ask for that maybe because they don't know what they're looking at but uh-huh. i'm not saying i'm an expert but i can look at the numbers and google them i and think see that if is what you're not. saying but <laughs> yeah so the answer is chicken and cheese it's chicken and cheese that's chicken literally what cheese. i had for uh I say whatever. Breakfast today is chicken and cheese. So ah, that sounds good. It's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that bad. So don't be afraid of cheese. Again, everything in the moderation. Don't just like shove cheese in your mouth, even though that's literally what I do some days. Right. Uh, because it's so good. But uh, so it's again, it could be later on. We find like, hey, cheese is not that super as good for you as we thought it was. But it seems to be that cheese is pretty good for you. Right. In general. Well, that's awesome. Except for Swiss. That's an abomination. You don't like Swiss cheese? Oh, my gosh. No. What? Oh, I can't do uh, Swiss. A good mushroom and Swiss burger? That sounds oh, amazing. Ooh, mushroom. Oh, mushroom. Oh, we've talked with you. We've talked about funguses. <laughs> Fungi. Yeah. Funguses. Or is it fungi? Yeah, who knows? It depends on what your teacher said. <laughs> yeah, mine said funguses. Funguses? He's <laughs> just, just wrong. I know. <laughs> that's just, just wrong. Uh, fungi. He is a she, sir. It. It. Yeah. Them. They. Uh, yeah. No, I don't do fungus. Uh, yeah, no, like, uh, I don't know. Like, again, there's probably could be, so, like, we don't know. But it's like, even even blue cheese, the molden blue cheese seems to have some health benefits. Um, but again, like, just because there's health benefits doesn't mean that you can eat it forever and you nothing bad will happen. Like if right. you overeat anything, it's going to be bad. Like, <laughs> yes, except for cheese. Uh, That's immortality. Apparently. Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, there could be other factors. Like people who eat cheese more are more likely to have more money and therefore maybe they're living longer. And again, the study kind of accounts for that. It's supposed to, but it's possible. There's some residual bias. Like if you eat a lot of cheese, you probably have more money and therefore you're less likely to die from other, you know, things because you huh. are wealthier you know who knows yeah interesting but 
again, usually the study kind of takes that into consideration. So, uh huh. Yeah. Looking at the populations. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid of cheese. It's it, unless you're, if you get sick from cheese, I'm sorry, but I am, that is one of my fears. I am so afraid because I've met a lot of people that they slowly succumb to like lactose intolerance or like cheese intolerance or something as they get older. And I'm just like shoving dairy down my throat. Like, don't you dare like give, you know, give me any kind of sensitivity to this. Like, so, and I don't have any problems whatsoever. I feel great every time. I so I was going to mention that my wife is lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. but cheese also bugs the crap out of her. Yeah. So w- what is it if it's not lactose? Uh, it could be milk proteins. Um, mm-hmm. It could also be lactose. It could be both. She could be lactose intolerant and sensitive to stuff. Okay. Uh, but most likely if she's allergic to cheese or she's sensitive to cheese, there's something in the cheese that is causing her problems. Uh, so it's funny because there are like lactose free milks that exist uh-huh. and if you drink that and you still get sick from it it means uh it's not just it's a, a protein lactose, or something, something it's not yeah. the yeah yeah but there's no cure there's nothing you can do about that really except yeah there are like some people claim that if you like keep consuming the item over and over again like eventually your, your body, body adjusts to it or to something it. really but there are there are some people who do that and they never get accustomed to it like they literally are sensitive to it forever huh um i can't so. imagine a life without cheese it would be terrible. It wouldn't be worth... Well, I shouldn't say that, but it'd be hard to imagine it worth living. <laughs> no, no, no. No. You can say it. You can say it. <laughs> it wouldn't be worth living, and it's going to be so short because cheese saves your damn life every day. Imagine yeah. the potential for immortality stripped from your existence. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. But, yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, I just love it. Cheese is amazing. It's good for everything. It's it good is. for the soul. It's good for your body. <laughs> it's like w- w- the one thing you could add to anything to make it better. Yeah. I can't think of a single thing that makes it worse. Like, no, there's nothing. And cheese, like you can't have sweet cheese. Like that is the thing. Like there's like cottage cheese. Uh, you can like you can eat it with fruit and it's super good because it's it's very neutral. You know, it's not yeah. very salty. Uh, like cheesecake, the best kind of cake. Amazing oh my gosh. cake. Cheesecake. It is amazing. I, I can't get over how good it is. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, okay, ice cream isn't, isn't cheese, but it's like, <laughs> it's so close. It's like solid dairy. It's close enough. It's, it's close enough to be. It'll still get you to immortality. There's cheesecake ice cream, which is like so damn good. Oh. I don't think I've ever had that. Basically, they add the ingredients of cream cheese or of cheesecake into ice cream, and it's amazing. I think I've had a, uh, a cheesecake shake. But oh, I don't that's know if I've ever had cheesecake ice cream. It's very similar. It's just like ice cream, but flavored with cheesecake. So good. Yeah, sounds amazing. God, I want a piece of cake now. <laughs> you want you want cheese? You want cake? You want I, ice I, cream? Dude, oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm a I'm doing a a diet right now because what? Wait, I am what? A big fat fatty. <gasps> what but, happened? Uh, I don't know. Did you did you did happened. your your body change? What do you mean? No, I just, I don't know, oh. weaned off oh. of keto slowly and then, uh, yeah. You ballooned up. So right now, no, <laughs> literally. <laughs> now nah, you're good. Literally. Um, oh, really? So now I'm uh, I'm doing keto and OMAD. So oh, nice. Have you heard of OMAD? Uh, one meal a day, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So I'm starving right now, but. That's funny because. Uh, not actually honest. starving. I'm just thinking about food. Yeah, I. I yeah like I I wouldn't say I'm like I'm like doing keto but basically I live a very low carb like high decently high protein and some high fats but it's just low carb in general and that right. just, that works that works really well for me for maintaining my weight like I haven't changed my weight in like eight months so yeah it's been very stable <laughs> yeah that's fantastic I think the last two months I kind of just stopped caring and I was like oh, oh maybe I've gained like five pounds and then you step on the scale and you see 19 and you're like, I want to die. I'm a big boy. So, yeah. <laughs> big boy. Hefty, hefty, but. hefty. <laughs> oh my gosh. I s- oh my gosh. Who did I say that to? I said that to somebody when they were I'm like, sure you did. Oh, it was one of my friends. He's like, dude, I've gained 10 pounds. And my <laughs> response, my thing. response was hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> And he got so mad at me, but oh my it was pretty, gosh, it's yeah, so it was pretty funny because he's stinky, like stinky, avoided stinky. dieting forever. So 
Yeah. Oh, man. He deserves it. Yeah, I bet he does. Yeah. Pretty funny. <sighs> yeah, around the Very holiday season. I, hilarious responses. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you use like a brand or a meme in that kind of context, you, you've it's, won. It's fantastic. It's there fantastic. is no no retaliation or response. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, like during the around the holidays, especially like between Thanksgiving and like Christmas and everything, I usually like really don't care too much about my weight and stuff because I'm like, well, there's eggnog that's delicious. There's like all sorts of treats I'm I want to eat like cookies and shit. Uh-huh. So I'm more okay with like not strictly following what I'm supposed to be eating during that time. Right. Um. But. Uh. But yeah. Then come New Year's or whatever, just get right back on that horse. <laughs> and then January, you set a resolution, and then you break it, and you're like, "Oh, I'll start in February." And then, <laughs> then you realize, "Oh, it's Valentine's Day. I need some cheesecake. Oh, I'll start Chocolate. in March." Yeah. Yeah, you just push it out. For it's like it's the summer; it's too hot to care. So I'm just yeah, gonna eat cold. I give ice up. All the time. I, I'm I sweating it all off, anyways. So <laughs> it's kind of that's my mentality in the winter because normally I keep my home pretty cold, and so my body is like burning at least a little bit more energy, keeping me warm. Right, uh, and it's a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, my body. We'll <laughs> I'm working Burns out as more we energy, speak. so now I can <laughs> have more cookie. <laughs> yep that's how it goes say cheese okay we'll get in on that <laughs> it's coming for me daddy